You're listening to the Average Sports Guys podcast with Eddie and Marcus. Yo, yo, what's going on, everybody? Yo. This is Marcus and Eddie. We are here yeah. on the Average Sports Guys podcast, and this is episode 29. Bante And the Super Bowl just wrapped up yes, sir. a few days ago. Today's Tuesday, February 4th. Yeah, man. Um, and the Chiefs won 31-20. to 20. Yes, they did. Yeah, so obviously there's no other games to really preview or talk about or <laughs> recap or anything like that. Right. So that was the last one. Yep, that's it. So now life is um, officially over until training camp starts in <laughs> July. Um, no, I'm just joking. Um, but it is. It, before we get into the game, I, I I always say this like as much as we all meaning like football fans look forward to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It is one of those like bittersweet things because at the end and you're just like, what am I going to do? What am I going to you know do, I mean? bro? And, yeah. and it being so cold. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, I mean, we've been lucky today and yesterday is like right. way warmer than usual, but you know, typical February is like cold, right. dark, you know? So then you feel like, man, I have to wait to get to spring. Right. Then I have to wait to get to summer. And then it's like, ah, so I try to break it up where it's like Super Bowl just ended, so getting ready for the combine in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Then you'll start seeing the pro days, and then from there, um, you'll. I feel like after the pro day stuff, it kind of goes quick till we get to the draft. It does. And then once you get to the draft, there's all the like rookie mini camps mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And then you'll start seeing some of the um, like the second year players will report mm-hmm. and then they'll start doing the, you know, like OTAs and everything starts ramping up and gearing up for uh training camp in July. And then, like I said, everything feels right, except for the fact that it's a million degrees outside. But yeah. anyway, I digress. Um, so what do you think of the Super Bowl? So you and I both picked KC to win. Absolutely. Um, but what did you think of the game overall as far as the entertainment value? I absolutely love the game. Um, it was, I mean, t- both teams traded leads, and that's what you want in the Super Bowl. You want something that's not going to be a dud like last year. Like right. I wanted to watch a movie. Like I wanted to just turn the game off because mm-hmm. it was just not watchable. Right. Um, this one was definitely watchable. It was definitely exciting. Um, I loved, you know, teams getting back on the ground and pound um, type running game um, with football in general because, you know, for the past decade or so, teams have been getting away from that. Everybody says, oh, it's a passing league. I think it's starting to come back to having a legitimate running back to, you know, help out the quarterback when he gets in trouble, and both teams have legit running games. Um, shout out to Damian Williams and Raheem Mostert, who is a former Eagle. And shout out to Tevin He's a Coleman. former everything. He was cut seven times. S- seven times because we drafted him, and he worked his way up to um, – I mean, he was on our uh, our practice squad for a while. Right. Um, never really made the cut, but then you, you're right. He did bounce around to seven teams and then <laughs> eventually got his, his just due with the Niners and, and got it in. Um, Tevin Coleman battling back from that injury. Uh-huh. Um, and then on the flip side – like I said before, Damian Williams stepped up huge. But I, I definitely enjoyed the game, uh, the arm talent, uh, the highs and lows. But oh, entertainment value, it was, it was a great game. Um, how do you think about it? Um, so I'm pretty much the same. Um, to me, the, 
I put a lot of hype on the game because it was something different. It wasn't New England. Um, and then fill, oh, yeah, in, definitely. fill in NFC team. Um, so it was something I was looking forward to. Um, obviously, the Chiefs, it's been, what, 50 years since mm-hmm. they've been back to the, or since they've been to the Super Bowl. Right. So that was pretty cool. Um, Andy Reid. It's his second time back. Absolutely. Um, you know, so like I was just looking forward to that. But to your point, as far as the run game, this year was a good year um, for those who like running backs. Absolutely. Uh, because you had uh, Christian McCaffrey. You had, Stud. Uh, like you just said, Damian Williams. You had Mostert and all the other running backs that San Francisco has. Right. You had, I mean, Adrian Peterson, I still think, ran well. Oh, he's absolutely. You still have Josh Jacobs. Even Miles Sanders, like back half of the season, was right. a stud. Led the league in all uh, in yards from scrimmage oh, yeah. this season. Yeah, and then you had Derrick Henry. Yes. You had <laughs> that, um, that truck of a man. Right. I mean, even Ingram uh, up in Baltimore ran yes. ran well. Yep. So, I mean, it was, it was good to see it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, last year I thought, was a good year for running backs as well um maybe maybe we'll see the league trend back towards a more balanced attack right Um, obviously entertainment value wise we all want to see the 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 long bomb you know the 50 yard catch or or pass and catch um you know we like points we like that high flying offense that the the rams had what two two years ago yeah man um yeah, because that was the first year Mahomes started. Is he threw fifty touchdowns? Fifty and touchdowns. I, I still remember the best game that year to me um, was the Rams Chiefs. I want to say it was a Thursday night or Monday mm-hmm. night game. It was it? I think it was a fight. Thursday night game because they had the color rush uniforms. Yes, on. they did. Yeah, and that was like a shootout. It was like cool <laughs> to watch. Crazy. So um, while that's entertaining, I, there is, and I've always thought that. There's a value, there's an importance to the running back position. Absolutely. Now, obviously, running backs won't get paid. I don't see that trending in a different direction. No. Like, I see the Saquons, the Zeeks, you know, um, a few of those. Christian McCaffrey uh, coming up is going to get paid. So, I think um, Todd Gurley, you'll mm-hmm. see those, but that's almost a one and done, in my opinion, because they churn running backs out. Right. I mean, to me, it's one of the most brutal positions in football to play because oh, it's the, one of the it's literally the most it's like the last like seriously violent position where like you get you can literally get hit wherever and you're not gonna get a flag or anything like you're, you're literally creating contact so right and you got to think on every single play that a running back is on the field they're involved somehow yep. whether it's pass protection mm-hmm. so now you don't know who you're chipping or actually asked to get in front of and don't let him get past you it could yes, be sir. it could be a nick bosa it could be you know uh, Von Miller, you know, in you know, name name your um, you know top rated pass rusher, right? Or I mean, it could be some linebacker busting up through a hole. Absolutely. So you know, and then when you're running the ball, that's like a car accident within itself. <laughs> uh, you know, you're lowering your shoulder, initiating the contact. So yeah, um, yeah it, it was good to see this year, but then more importantly in the Super Bowl, um, I will say though that well until the fourth quarter. Kansas City didn't really get the run game going the way that I think they wanted to. They didn't. They were getting they're getting st- uh, shut down a little bit. Um, also, um, I think that the game was especially the way that Andy was calling it, and everybody knows Andy Reid is a pass heavy coach. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, granted, you do have you know Tyreek Hill and um, Sammy Watkins and Travis Kelsey. Why not? Right. But also, I think 
towards the end of the game, like you said, Damian Williams reminded people, I'm right here. Um, I can get yards. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what he did towards the end of the game. Right. Like, he was trucking people. He was making great cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, even the final touchdown that basically sealed the game. Oh, yeah. It was, like I said, that guy, I, like, I even texted you. I said, I need this guy's jersey. jersey. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. I know I'm an Eagles fan, but this guy is the truth, truth. Yeah. No, no, no. I agree. Um the one thing that stuck out to me about the game overall, right, not one specific play or anything, mm-hmm. was just the the noticeable complete momentum shift that both teams oh, had. Oh, yeah, right? absolutely. Because there was a time where San Francisco was literally moving the ball at will. They were running. They had Debo Samuels coming out of the backfield, oh, uh, dude. end around sweeps, handoff up the middle. They was running that man all game right and then they Double were reverses right and they were working and and finding zones yep. um i thought i i think i had even texted you i said man casey's in trouble right um especially when um uh san francisco went up 20 to 10 yes they did and then i said oh man because then it, it was almost the end of the third quarter i oh, believe yep and i said uh like the reason I started to have doubt was because their offense really wasn't doing much, but mm-hmm. more importantly, their defense was just letting that team go crazy. Right. Then I don't know if you remember or if you caught it, but Tyron Matthew was on the sidelines mm-hmm. and was going crazy. Oh, he lost it. I saw it. He right. went bat, he went bat poop crazy and started yelling at people. And if he's like, no, this is the Super Bowl, like get it together. Right. And so I don't know if that was like the turning point for the defense, but since since they showed that. Um, you saw a difference in that defense, and then, right. and then the offense was able to get things going. Um, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, just that complete momentum shift that was to me just extremely noticeable from both teams. Um, you could see it when it happened, and also, you know, not getting well, something else I noticed was both quarterbacks not getting down on themselves or not quitting after their interceptions because both because both quarterbacks were interceptions but they came right. right back in there and went right back at it yeah they definitely had short-term memory with that one which was good because was great you almost don't know how they're going to kind of take that moment right because they are so young Especially, it is their first time in the super bowl right Mahomes is only 24 dude right like, yeah. isn't he like the youngest quarterback to win a super bowl something like or like that. one of the youngest yeah crazy yeah so i mean that was pretty good i will say though that that first interception that mahomes had was probably one of the worst throws i've seen him him throw ever him throw ever ever like it was like it just sailed on him and i'm just like oh dude but the second one was um it was a pass to tyree kill and yeah, it was kind of behind behind him. him and it just bounced off his arm and, and yeah it's just do? one of those things like what are you gonna do uh-huh. um i mean you know people can argue Oh, well, it hit his hands. He better catch it and this and that. And, I mean, I'll argue the sense of it is the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You Up until that point, you hadn't really been doing much through the air. Not Tyreek in particular, but just the offense. Right. So it's like, man, you got to, like, fight for those. And I believe it was Joe Buck, um, him and Troy Aikman were on the call. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them had said something. And it actually might have been Troy. I can't remember. But what was said was – it was interesting to see how Kansas City um, continued the game because they were used to being able to get those deep passes, those big plays, you know, all that explosiveness, and and they were getting shut down. Absolutely, and I knew I in my head I knew it was only a matter of time because as the game goes on and once you start building that time of possession up, 
that these corners are going to slow down and then eventually somebody's going to get exposed. And I think right. that happened, honestly, throughout the game on both sides of the ball. Yes. So, those, the, I mean, secondaries both on both sides got worn down, but I think what it came down to was the big catch by um, Tyreek Hill and then that other huge catch by Sammy Watkins. Yes. Because he smoked yeah, Sherm. I mean, that was play. so that, – That was towards the end. That was like, what, end of the third, going into the fourth pretty much? Yeah, which was the one um, – it was a long ball. Oh, that was the one that Tyreek Hill. The, the really long one. It was Tyreke like Hill. third and 14, yep, and they, was, they yep, were that, able to convert. That yeah. was the Tyreek Hill one. Because before that, they had gotten like a false start, which pushed right. them back. Yep, yep. And I said, oh, man. Here we go. And Hill got He got open. way down there. He and had to stop and right. come back for the ball. And come back for the ball because it's one of those things. Like, I, It's only a matter of time before this man blows the top off the defense, and there's nothing you can do about right. it. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Yeah, and then Travis Kelsey. Um, I thought. I mean, I thought he played well. Um, obviously, yeah, he had a good game. Limited opportunities, but again, all their pass catchers really had limited um, opportunities. But um, that play he had where he scored that touchdown, that was good to see him right. get a touchdown in the Super Bowl. He's been like a lifelong Chief, so that right. was pretty good. I mean, he had about. I want to say about six. No, he had six catches, forty-three yards. So it's like. I think what the Niners' game plan was just take away Kelsey and force everybody else to beat you. Mm-hmm. And that's, ex- I mean, that's exactly what. Well, what you happened. almost have to pick your poison with that team because you again, absolutely. there is Sammy Watkins, there is Tyreek Tyree Hill, Hill, there's Damian, Travis Kelsey, Damian you know, Williams, yeah. yeah, and gosh, yeah. I just think at the end of the day, they had too much offense. They, yeah, because my hat goes off to the 49ers' defense. I know people on Facebook were trying to complain that I was, you know, oh, hating on the Niners because I openly put a post that said I was going to root for the Chiefs. Right. Um, and I, I was like, that doesn't mean I'm hating on the Niners. And, no. and I had nothing against them. Um, yeah. But, yeah. The, feelings. And, yeah. And, I was, <laughs> and, and some of my buddies from California were like, well, man, like you're from Cali. Like you got to root for the Niners. And I was like, I don't yeah, have dude. to. Um, but my thing is, yeah, you know, I want to see Andy Reid uh, get there. I believe he was – he. What, like how, how do you say it? He had the most wins he has the, of he, a coach without a Super Bowl. Right. So he had the most wins and most playoff wins as a head, head coach, coach without a Super Bowl. There, there, there you go. Yep. Yeah. And so I was just like, and and the thing is, he's a good dude. Like great dude. You you hear former players and current players and and everybody and and even other coaches and executives around the league. And there's nothing but great things to say about him. I'm a Mahomes fan, so I wanted to see him get a Super Bowl. Right. Um. And it's and again, it's not this for that or this or that. Meaning, I like Mahomes, so I don't like Garoppolo. No, right. that's not what it is. But mm-hmm. I mean, clearly, um. Mahomes is the better quarterback. Oh, absolutely. Arm and talent I, all the way around. Yeah. yeah. And and so, I don't know. I mean, like I said, still, either way, overall, I thought it was a great game. Uh, there was going to be a winner. There was going to be a loser. Um, but. Yeah, it was one of those. It, honestly, it was the Super Bowl that everybody expected it to be. Yeah. Because um, it was exciting. There was a lot of, you know, like I said, trade uh, trades in positions and, and who was leading in scoring. Um, there's a, there's Dynamic, dynamic plays on both sides mm-hmm. um, with Debo Samuel, um, uh, Tyreek Hill, George Kittle. He's had, he had some catches. Speaking of George Kittle, how'd you feel about that um, that PI call for the offensive pass interference? Right. So when when the play was live, uh huh. I I believe I texted you. I said you that did. should be um, OPI. Right. And then I saw the flag come out, 
and I said, okay. To me, it made sense only because he got the full arm extension. Uh-huh. And it wasn't like they were both slapping at each other. No. The defender was running with him in right. stride. Right. And then it was right at the end is where Kittle stuck his arm out. Now, you go back to the New Orleans uh, Vikings game. Yeah, I was about to Kyle say that. Rudolph had the push off but the end zone, he didn't have the full extension he didn't have when his extension. arm was fully extended he didn't have his hand on the defender right and that's what people don't get and it's like because even at like when they play that full speed mm-hmm. it's a quick boom with his yeah. arm but it wasn't fully extended and yeah. then when they slowed it down it looks like s- that yeah it looks like everything is more dramatic when it's slowed down but, but george kittle you literally saw his arm fully extended fully like extended. nah dog i got this yep and you, yeah so i was i was i was thinking the same thing like it, it it was opi um and like if any game during the season you want them to get it right it's the super bowl it's a super bowl so that was actually i was going to bring up my next point because you had asked me about that penalty uh-huh. how did you feel overall about the officiating of the game i honestly thought it was fine um i think that they intervened when it was something was blatant or, or absolutely necessary but overall i felt like they let them play right and i think that's what you want to happen in the super bowl yeah because i mean even if you think back to even our super bowl um there was a lot of things that weren't called like because the, the biggest criticism of that game was the whole when they changed the catch rule they actually came back and yeah. said they changed it for the super bowl and uh-huh. a lot of the, a lot of people oh that shouldn't have been a catch well if he has control going to the ground it's fine versus you know for the previous season you know the ball moving that whole thing but at the end of the day i think that overall it was officiated well um they had obviously the best uh the, the best um, refs in the league at that point, the best graded refs in the right. game. So you expect excellence, and I think that's exactly what we got. Yeah, so I'll, I'll agree with you there. Um, this is how I kind of use a measuring stick for officiating crews, right? And, and I'm by no means any expert, or nobody mm-hmm. should care what I think. But when you don't realize that there's refs on the field... It's a good game. It's a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, the the calls that were made, I thought, were fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people had argued that Garoppolo got hit in the head. Um, but then you can argue when Patrick Mahomes went to slide, oh, he, got, he still he got, got hit. In the head. Yeah. He still got hit. Um, so, again, there were some no calls. Every game, there's going to be no calls. There's going right. to be – you know what I mean? So you have to adjust for that. And and But, yeah, overall, no, I, I – I thought it was called well. I thought I thought they let him play, even when it started to get a little chippy. The refs didn't really they didn't really intervene, throw a penalty flag no. or, or or do an unsportsmanlike or anything like that because it could it could have gone there. But they're like, no, this is the Super Bowl. We have to let him play. Right. And and before we go any further, so I I'm gonna say this like I know these guys, but shout out to Brashad Breeland yeah. and Fuller. Both former Redskins, both got interceptions. I was about, in the yeah, Super Bowl. that's right. I was gonna shout yeah. them out too. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. So. Yeah, that so I mean that was pretty cool. Um, it was funny because I was on Twitter a little bit during the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and I saw you know a lot of the Redskins fans that I you know follow and, and interact with, and a lot of them were like losing their mind, saying, right, you know, how does how does Washington let these people go and da 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 da. But Fuller was traded to Kansas City in the Alex Smith deal, so it's like I get that. Bashar Breeland. Uh, free agent, he left. So what? But like, also, you gotta think about scheme and who the coaches right. are and, and all that so stuff. That's so it's like, what, 
come and, on, relax. And so that's what somebody had said is like, is it so much on the players or is it the system and the organization right. itself? And that to me is more what it was because right. I think going forward with Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio, you'll, you'll I think you'll see a different culture right. to where I think guys are going to want to, you know, that come up through our system are going to want to stay. Absolutely. Yeah. Dude. So. <laughs> And speaking of interceptions, I, t- I wrote down in my notes that, you know, as far as the better interception, your boy Kendall Fuller mossed homeboy. Like, it yeah, was he did. He bad. came up over the it, top He mossed him. <laughs> I was like, that. if that is not, like, one of the best interceptions, like, of, like, the whole season, yeah. it's easily top five. Homeboy I mean, got mossed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because you just saw Fuller just come way up over the top. I said, oh, my God. Just, just straight reached over that, man. Yeah, like, he what do you, said, like, thank what you. you. Thank you. What do you do after that? And he almost picked that ball off of, was it the play before, a few plays before, he flashed right in front of. Yeah, uh, and he almost ran. Like, he and, was full stride. And, and he yeah, and he dove out hands. and it hit his hands because like, that would have ended the game, too. Yeah, that would have that definitely ended the game. But, yeah, that was, that was a great, 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 great play. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean – the way that I see it, the way that these two teams are constructed, they should be good, relevant, and in the mix for years to come. Absolutely. Um, because if you think, like, their team is largely – like, their teams are largely, like, young. I mean, of course, every team has, like, yeah, especially, their, yeah. their vets, but – Oh, yeah, both – they're, they're both – those are those teams going to be around for a while. Um, and they're going to be perennial um, playoff teams and teams to contend with. Because I tell you what, um, that's one team, uh, especially on the NFC side. I'm uh, the Niners. I'm not looking forward to playing at all. Oh um, no, they for just sure. have a, they have a stout run game. And shout out to Yuschek because he had oh, a huge yeah. game. That man was blowing stuff open. He had a catch. Uh, well, he had one great catch going court towards the goal line, and actually, I think he had two catches going towards the goal line where they should have been touchdowns. It, yeah, one he dove in. One he dove in. Uh, so um, that dude is still producing, and, and at that point, he's worth every penny. Right. Because he was he was getting yards. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I mean, like I said, overall, it was a good game. I was entertained. Mm-hmm. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about the halftime show. So I'm oh, sure you've seen dude. whether it was social media or just other people dude. talking like it, I, to me, it was a mixed bag of different opinions that I got. But I thought it was fine. Yeah, I, I mean, did, too. It, it took me back because those are songs that I like kind of grew up on with Jennifer Lopez and then uh, Shakira. Like those are those are classic songs. Right. Um, and the dancing and then people were tripping about the outfits and what they had on and this, that, and the third. Yeah. But I don't really remember too many people tripping about Janet Jackson before the, the, the whole wardrobe malfunction. Right. So, I mean, stop hating. And I think it was more or less about the fact that I don't know if it had something to do with how they were. I think it was more or less, you know, um, J-Lo coming in on the pole. Oh, right. I think that threw everything into a tailspin. Well, yeah. It's supposed to be a no, family no, show. No just pun intended, right. I'm like, come on. Well, yeah, and, and, and that's the thing. It's like, I mean, as soon as, soon as I saw her on, on the pole when, <laughs> when her set started, I was just like, uh, this is, I was like, people, I was, I immediately just started looking at Twitter. Right. And, and they just lost you know, it. a lot of people lost it. And then people were like, oh, that was X rated and this and that. I was Stop. like, it really wasn't. It wasn't. You know, I was like, they have pole dancing classes that are non sexual that, that, that women go to right, for, for exercise. For exercise. And so, yeah. I mean, but again, you know, we all still live in, in, in the age of 
everybody is just like hypersensitive and if if, if it's not one thing it's another i saw some like racist stuff because they were like spanish and all that stuff and i just was like enjoy the game enjoy the show yeah it's an american pastime yeah and people were hating like there was women they had their butts out and this and that first of all their butts were covered they're covered i was like it's no yeah it's no different if you were at a pool or bathing or um at, at the beach and you see you know people in their bathing suits like they or or even at a regular NFL game because honestly I think the cheerleaders they were a little bit more covered up than the, the, a lot of these cheerleaders. I mean Cowboys cheerleaders. I mean a lot of these cheerleaders around the league, even Tampa Bay, like they're wearing next to nothing. But right. now you choose the time to this time to complain. Relax. Yeah, and I mean like I said, overall, I mean I thought it was an entertaining Super Bowl. I mean right, it was a lot of the songs I remember from back in the day. Right, so. but how did you feel about uh, Shakira's SpongeBob moment with the with the tongue thing into the mic and into the camera? That like, that was a little weird, but yeah. <laughs> so it was a little so I didn't catch it live. I think I might have gotten up to get a drink or I looked right, down or right. something and then uh I saw all the gifs and or gifs or whatever people call them. Oh they, um, they yeah, they did. Yeah, I saw all I saw that and I said that probably I mean, yeah, that was a little like weird. You know, it's <laughs> I, like I, I, I don't know what to say about that. Right, weird. yeah. So I mean I don't know. Either way, no matter who you have up there, you know, the people were complaining when it was Beyonce. Mm-hmm. I think Bruno Mars is pretty much like the only one I haven't heard anything negative about. Right. Uh, other than, you know, there's probably some people who don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I just. Uh, it was it overall like it was just a it was a good Super Bowl. Um, it was something that you know we've been missing for about I guess going on two years now, just because we had such a terrible one last year. And um, last but not least, but I do have to give a shout out to my man Aunt Mazone because he's a diehard Chiefs fan from when I was a kid, <laughs> and they were horrible. And you know it's just good to see. And one thing I do love about football and how it brings people together is. You, even though your team's not in it, you always, you obviously always have a friend that is cheering for a team that's in the Super Bowl, and you know, actually seeing them excited as you were when your team won, or it, it is something to definitely to 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 celebrate. And, and it's, in my opinion, it's a little bit special to me just to see other people happy and to know that they had that same feeling of their team winning the Super Bowl. Right. So shout out to them. Yeah. I mean, what's crazy is like I haven't had that feeling. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, because people have to remember. So I'm not a lifelong Redskins fan. Uh-huh. I became a fan in 04 right. when I moved to Northern Virginia. Uh, before that, I I really didn't root for a team. Yes, I grew up in California, close mm. to San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, that was the end of Joe Montana, beginning of um, uh, Steve Young. Right. It was the Jerry Rice thing, you know, all that. So, like, yes, we rooted for the Niners. Um but I, I mean, I was a kid, mm-hmm. so I didn't follow sports as much, although I like sports. I played every single sport. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've just been a Redskins fan. So, yeah. like yeah, like I said, since 04, you know, they haven't done much. But overall, to your point, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's cool. It, hell, it's like when you guys won the Super Bowl oh, a couple years on, ago. I mean, house, yeah. you guys are in our division, and I can't stand you, the Giants, <laughs> or the Cowboys. But, I mean, yeah. you could put all that aside to be happy for your friend. For your, so, for your boy, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, 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 for sure. Um, so why don't we switch gears for the last couple minutes and yeah. kind of talk about upcoming shows. Uh, now that the season's over, what are yeah. we going to do, things like that. But before we do um, – Obviously, there was a tragic passing, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, we got to talk um, about that. What? Today is Tuesday, so it was a little over a week ago. Yeah. Um, unfortunate helicopter 
accident. His daughter Gigi was on board, mm-hmm. uh, plus seven others, a couple mm-hmm. teammates and, and their parents and coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, it still seems surreal. Right. Like, I just remember, you know, as soon as I heard it, first thing, it came out from TMZ first, and I didn't believe it. And it's a shame that their family actually found out through TMZ. Right. Um, I didn't believe it, but once it finally hit, like, that. Like my energy was different, and it's it's weird for me to say that, but I just felt like I lost a part of myself almost as far as basketball, and then just not even just basketball, but an athlete and, and a great individual, and what he's done for communities, and and just him as a human being, and what he has um, done for America, and then different countries around the world, and how much of a humanitarian he was. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it hit me, and um, even the next night, I didn't even really sleep that well. Cause I'm like, man, Kobe's really gone. Cause he's just one of those guys where, um, listening to some of the stories that you never heard about, but hearing other people tell about how much he right. would, um, you know, send videos and auto- uh, send videos of um of himself, you know, saying hi to kids in hospitals, sending auto- autograph memorabilia, um. And it was even to the point where he would actually book a studio and do like film productions of these videos that he would send to mm-hmm. kids who, you know, these make a wishes. Um, yeah, he fulfilled over 2,000. Over 2,000 of them. Like he yeah. would literally sit in a studio and do this whole production for these kids. And, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, that makes it a little bit more authentic because you don't hear about it because he would just go out and do this and, and make sure that if he can do anything that he could to make other kids, you know, feel okay, even though they're going through so much. Um, I think that is one of those um, attributes and things that you really don't necessarily think about with athletes as great as Kobe. But once you hear about it, you're like, dude, he was a great man. Right. No, 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 for sure. Um, I was actually in Lowe's and you text me. Yeah. Um, You were like, yo, they're saying Kobe died. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? And you were like, yeah, helicopter crash. So when I like I typed it in Google on my phone mm-hmm. and I didn't see anything, I was like, I was like, man, maybe like TMZ reported and got it wrong. So I hit refresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw TMZ. Then I saw other like uh, media outlets um, report it. Right. And I just was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. It was just one of those things like obviously – us growing up was the, I don't want to say the end of the Jordan era, but it was towards the end. Towards the end, definitely. And so, I mean, well. It was towards the end of the Jordan era. We were like, Kobe was, was I want to say he was at the beginning of his prime. And right. And we saw his whole career. And then towards the back end of his career, we started to see LeBron. LeBron, James. right. So, so it's almost like a little changing of the guard. We got to see right. three, arguably three of the best to ever play in th- from three different decades right um so <laughs> i mean you say what a time to be alive but right. no i mean think about it man when you go to toss a piece of paper in a trash can everybody says kobe kobe they don't say right. jordan they don't say lebron they no say kobe right and that's not a slight to anybody else but that's just like who's taking the last shot the first person you think of is kobe right and i mean i don't know it just it is still surreal. I mean, mm-hmm. you have to feel like to me, like I said, my heart goes out to, you know, like his his wife and and you know, his his other daughters and the families that were affected. All the right, and I was about to say all the families and friends and loved ones that yeah. were affected and then like I said the other seven passengers. I mean, it just was crazy and then you listen to, you know, 
the helicopter wasn't equipped with the ground sensor oh. um, that would have alerted them that he was too low. Um, the pilot chose to fly by sight versus right. instrument, um, you know, whatever. And I get it in times like that. First and foremost, the NTSB has a job to do, right? So right. they have to go and do that. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be questions surrounding the crash. Why did it crash? What happened? Yeah. Uh, none of that obviously changes the outcome. Mm-hmm. You know, those nine individuals are no longer here. And that to me is what I focus on was the sad part. But the crazy thing is in times like this, especially, you know, with celebrities and, and global icons like Kobe, it's publicized, right? So the first thing a lot of people want to do is point blame. Oh, it was pilot error. It was this, it was that. None of that is going to change anything. It's not going to change anything at you all. Know? Um, but just all the different tributes and, and, and everything that, you know, the NBA was doing. Did you watch the one where the Lakers played their first game since Kobe yes, had crashed? That was they had amazing. Usher out there. They had um LeBron give a speech. Yeah. They had the they had the um the, the cello player, which is really cool. Yeah, that was cool. The video montage, yeah. like um It was like, very, very, very well done. Yeah. I was just like that was that was cool. Yeah. Um even Lil Wayne on the eighth track of yeah. his upcoming album, there's a twenty four second pause, so I thought that was pretty cool. That's cool. And I also love the fact that um, teams around the league um, took the 24-second violation, which yeah, was really cool. Yeah, that was cool to see. Yeah, um, they, they both traded doing that. Like, mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, overall, man, it's like, it's, yeah, I mean, it, it just. It sucks. Yeah, even talking about it now, you're just like, wow, you know, it, yeah. it's just, yeah, we get it. Life goes on and, and things like that, but it's like. We lost a legend. Yeah, and like I said, a legend of, of what he meant to just the game itself. Mm-hmm. But then when I, I had said a second earlier, global icon. Right. Like in every sense of the word and for the reasons that you had named earlier, he, to me, in my opinion, was very selfless. Oh, you know 100%. what I mean? He, especially towards the end of his career. And mm-hmm. then after he had retired, he got to just be a normal person. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know to hear some stories like you said from other people right that shows you he wasn't out doing stuff for notoriety for no. anything he was living his life and he was doing what he thought was right mm-hmm. um so if there's any takeaway from that whether it's our lives you and i our families um you being a teacher and and, and the kids that you potentially influence if there's anything that can be taken away from kobe bryant the individual is just that it's I get it. You know, the Mamba mentality is it doesn't have to just be for sports, but just anything in life. Right. Um, whatever it is that you want to do, give it your all. Don't quit. Um, but then again, there's the the human element where he just was a good person. Right. And I think you hit it right on the nose. So the whole mama mentality thing, I think it was like, I know he did commercials where he had like the Kobe system mama mentality. Mm-hmm. And I think, yes, it was funny because, you know, they had all these different athletes around him and then he's just like nonchalantly like dismissing questions. Mm-hmm. But what I think, m- what m- mama mentality is, it's just like a way of life. So not just basketball, but for him, but what he did charity wise mm-hmm. and what he did for different um, countries and, and charitable events and things like things of that nature make, make a wish he went all in with everything that he did yeah so it was mama mentality for make a wish it was mama mentality for a charitable event it was mama mentality for anything that he felt like he could help other people 
do in order for them to be successful or to make their lives a little bit better. And I think that's what Mama Mentality really is. Yeah. And I think that's what he was trying to relay to the world. And like you said, this guy was 100% a global icon. You couldn't touch down to into any country, third world or not, and not know who Kobe Bryant is. Exactly. So Yeah, that was crazy. Um, so, yeah, so there's that. Uh, we'll put a bow on that. Yeah. R.I.P. Kobe. Yeah. Um, so switching gears for the final segment here. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's draft, 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 draft. Right. Um the NFL Combine starts, I believe it's February 24th. Something like that. I want to say it's the 24th. I'm excited. They moved to the like, prime time mm-hmm. because normally it's just like during the day, during the week. So right. it's like if you're at work, you miss most of it unless you have a way to stream the NFL network. Right. Um, so that'll be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, me just kind of being an NFL nerd, mm-hmm. I like watching stuff like that. Oh, you and me both, dude. You know what I mean? Especially when there's nothing else NFL. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Right. Um, but I mean, it gives you a chance to kind of see, kind of, and and I do emphasize, kind of see uh, where the players are at because right. I mean they're just in shorts, you know what I mean? They're right. not out hitting. It's not like the Senior Bowl. Yeah. Um. So th- that'll be that. The draft is. When is the draft? Uh, I don't want to start quoting dates. Maybe you could pull it up. So, yeah. Give me a second. Um, It's usually, I want to say, isn't it usually? The end of April? The end of April. It's usually around my birthday. That's the only reason why I know. It's usually like the week before my birthday that they run it. Yeah, maybe we could pull that up. Um, And this year, it's, is it in Vegas? I'm pretty sure it's in Vegas. So, it is April 23rd through the 25th, and it is um, held in Paradise, Nevada. So just yeah, outside. So, so just outside. So um but they'll probably call it Vegas. But yeah, it is literally right before my birthday. So you good call. Yeah, so that'll to me that'll come up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um there'll be all the noise about uh potential trades like, you know, draft trades, things like that. Free agency starts I I know it's before the draft. Oh, I should know that. Um mm-hmm. I believe it's like mid March, something like that. Yeah. So, you know, we'll we'll track those moves, we'll bring those to you. Yeah, man. As they unfold. Um, for every team, not necessarily every player, but some of the bigger names. Uh they should be releasing who's gonna be on hard knocks. Oh dude. Coming up pretty soon. Um I was writing a list down the other day yeah. based on the criteria that they have that HBO has or the yeah. NFL has right. as far as like who can and can't well not necessarily can't be on there, but who does have a chance and who like can't be volunteered. Mm-hmm. Um and so I had written down a whole list. Um and there's like not too many teams. But then there's also like not too many teams that I really care to see. But I say right. that almost every year. Right. But then I end up watching. You know what I mean? You, um you know a team who I would want to see? If Tom Brady signs with the Chargers yeah. That's what I would want to see on Hard Knocks, just to see that man. I know it's like literally he's on his last legs, but to see that man with a, a stud number one, some running backs, mm-hmm. um, and a stud two, and a, a legit offense. Like I would love to see you know Tom Brady in a different, like on a different team, just to build that narrative. Like who's better, or who was the reason they won that many Super Bells? Was it Belichick or Brady? And start to build oh, that narrative right. for the for the yeah. season. I mean, here's the deal, man. Like cool. the way I see it is, Tom Brady at the age that he's at. 
unless wherever he goes, he can bring his own offense, right? Like right. Peyton did when he went to Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, why would you want to go through that? <laughs> like you only have a solid year or two left, maybe. Yeah, you stay maybe. there, ride that train, and see if you can't get another Super Bowl appearance out of it. Yeah. Um, I don't believe. <sighs> I don't know what team he can really go because I've heard San Diego. I've heard the Raiders. Yep, I've heard Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Ooh, so Tennessee, like if, if you can go to Tennessee, get them maybe another weapon. Right. Um, yeah, they need another receiver. Yeah. This draft is deep. It is very deep, which we'll get into. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see them making a deep run AFC championship possibly. Going up against maybe the Chiefs or yeah. or, or, or the Ravens. The Ravens. Yeah. Um, but ultimately my best guess, I'm willing to bet my ridiculous paycheck that he will remain a Patriot. Ooh, calling it now. Yeah. I mean Do it. I don't know. I mean it's just either that or he just straight up retires. But I, gotta, I don't I, gotta, I don't think he's gonna retire. Yeah, I gotta defer to any friends that are Patriots fans because I, I didn't really don't pay too much attention to what's going on up there in Foxborough. But I'm interested to see if he actually does leave. Is it because – well, I think it's probably going to be because there is too much ego between the two of them to where they can both coexist anymore. Um, and I think that um, for whatever reason – because there's, there's been a lot of moves that have taken place that – I mean, well, that both of them didn't agree with, but I think in particular Tom Brady. I think he's just fed up with the organization on top of you know his falling out here and there with, with Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. And I think he wants to go out showing people that – or at least continuing his side of the argument that, you know, our Super Bowls were because of me and not necessarily um, Bill Belichick or the Patriots organization. Right. So I put it like this, right? You stay anywhere long enough, whether it's a friendship, a relationship, a marriage, your siblings, your damn parents, <laughs> like you're going to bicker. Oh, you're, yeah. you, you know what fight. I mean? So it's like that. Oh, yeah. That's to be expected. Yeah. So. <laughs> Oh, excuse me. That is to be expected. But at the end of the day, <laughs> I think Belichick, Kraft, and Brady yeah. will figure it out. Uh-huh. I think they'll end up paying Brady somewhere between 25, 25 and thirty million. Yeah, because that money is a part of the is a part of the issue right now. Brady's like, all right, cool. I t- I've been taking this L on these contracts to right. be team friendly. Because I my need, wife I need, is rich. My wife is rich, but I, I need this money. Um, she she said something to me last night, right. and, and she's like, all right, it's time for you to get this money because uh, you' about to be done, and I've been I've been carrying this weight. No, but seriously, I think that a part of it's like, all right, I paid my dues, and it's time for you to pay me. So yeah. let's see what happens. So I think if he goes elsewhere, it, it probably will come down to money. Right. Um, but either way, it'll be interesting. It'll yeah. make it'll make for a good off season. Yep. Um, Antonio Brown <laughs> will follow that. Dude, um, uh, honestly, it's 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 crazy. I honestly think that this dude needs his head examined. Yes, he was he was arrested. He's out on bail right now. Yeah. Um, this dude, and even before he got arrested, this dude was shooting music videos like he was a rapper. Ugh. But it's like, even when even watching the video. 
it sounded like he was semi incoherent. Like there's honestly, I think there's something wrong with this dude. No, there's a lot of something wrong um, with him. I think that he definitely has CTE, and we're gonna continue to follow that, and hopefully this man gets the help that he needs because it's 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 teetering on scary. I do believe the judge ordered a mental full mental evaluation. Yes, the judge. Thank did. you. Thank hopefully, you. thank you for doing. You hopefully, know, job for him. that shows something and he you know can get help or, yes. or whatever but as it stands now i don't think he's ever gonna play in the league again no he's done he's there's no reason to put him especially if it comes out that he has ct there's no reason to throw him back out there oh well and i think that yeah. and i don't think and even if he doesn't nobody's gonna want that headache but that was my bigger point is he yeah. can't he can't get out of his own way no he can't and i mean you got to think especially in an organization that's trying to build or rebuild or right. or anything like that. Like, yeah. you don't want that. Nobody you don't want that, that around your young I don't, I don't young care. players. I don't care how good a receiver you are. No, nobody needs that. Nope. Um. So yeah. So we will start next week with uh, episode thirty. Thirty. Um. We will get into. Oh, what we were talking about kind of both the when we were doing our pre-show stuff. We'll go ahead and start getting into and breaking down like top prospects. Yeah, um, man. Getting back to that again. Yeah, the time has come. So we'll probably break it down and do like top five offensive linemen, top ten off, uh, defensive linemen. Yeah, we'll start off with that. Next week. And then, you know, we'll work our way up probably the last – I would say – let's do this. The, the last um, – kind of series that we do with prospects will end with the quarterbacks yeah because that a lot of things will change between now and by the time we get there mm-hmm. about this Tua thing because yeah i think the Tua train is fueling up right. and people are going to lose their mind when they see him at the combine mm-hmm. i don't believe he's gonna do much throwing i think based on what he was saying during the super bowl week when he got interviewed right it was that he um is going to do the medical portion mm-hmm. to basically show that he's cleared and healthy enough. Right. And then he had talked about doing his pro day. If he shows well and does well at his pro day, dude, people are going to start losing their minds because right now I think he's some mock drafts have him going fifth overall to right. uh, Miami. But if he comes out healthy, um, Burrow will not be a Bengal. You don't um, think so? Um, I do. <laughs> Like I said, I think it's all based on the hype and how he gets or what happens medically because we, we, we know what we see when we see Tua. Right. And I think that, um, I mean, Burrow is, in my opinion, a prototypical Bengal-type quarterback, like Carson Palmer-esque, especially mm-hmm. with the arm talent. But I don't know. I just got – it's like I have no factual basis as to why I'm saying this, but I honestly have a feel from that they're going to try to go with a more dynamic, like scrambling-type – of running back is in my I mean, I'm running back and uh, quarterback because that is the trend right now. I mean, look at Lamar Jackson um, mm-hmm. and what he he's been able to do. So, was, but but this is barring how all these measurables and and how these medical evaluations turn out. Yeah, my my best guess is he'll be ready to go, uh-huh. um, and people are gonna try to reserve themselves until his pro day. Right. Um. Then it'll be a media circus mm-hmm. for that. If he, like I said, if if he lights it up, I expect full pandemonium. Oh yeah, which would bode well for the Redskins sitting at number two. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because obviously as it is now, they're slotted to take Chase Young. Chase Young. Which I'm cool with. Uh, oh, I'm 100%. sure you are. Because on the uh, other side of uh, Montez Sweat. Yeah. And boy. Ryan Kerrigan. And Kerrigan, yeah. Del Rio can figure out how to get all three of them on the field at the same time. I can and tell then, you that. And then look who your coach is right now. Well, right. <laughs> so it's like. Right. <laughs> that's, but, that's, that's, that's a tough situation. But, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you can you can get. If somebody offers you offers you a King's Ransom. For the, the number two pick. spot. Oh, you take that. And you're still in the first round in probably at least the mid. I was on the ground. Mid 10, f- between 10 and 15. Yeah, or or lower. Or lower. Um, yeah. You can still get a guy. Right. Imagine, or even offensively, imagine getting like somebody alongside McLaurin because McLaurin's already a problem. Imagine having a number two who is just as fast. Right. Or has, ju- who has the same amount of hands or, or something crazy. Right. Which, which honestly, I think. I think well, they clearly need more pass catchers. But what I think is a is a glaring need tight uh, is tight end, yeah. which Greg Olson is traveling around visiting a few teams. Right, he was officially released from uh, the Carolina Panthers last week. Yes, I believe he, he went to Buffalo today. Uh-huh. Um, he's scheduled to meet with the Redskins this week. I don't know if it's tomorrow or Thursday. And then I know the Seahawks have some interest, and I want. There was another team, but I can't remember who it was. Um, so that'll be interesting to see where he goes. I say even if you get, uh, you can bring in Greg Olson. You would if and you have a chance to draft a young guy that you take believe in. Anyway. You got to take him because Olson is maybe one, one two year. years. Yeah. And the thing that. is, he doesn't have the desire to play very long. Like he over the last what three years at least has been doing spots on Fox. Um, so he's made it basically no secret where he wants his career to go once his NFL career is over. So you're not going to invest a ton of years and time into that. Um, and that's no slight to him. I mean, his, his, his age, I mean, he's, he's no spring chicken. Not at all. Um, so yeah, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. Yes, sir. But all right. So that was our Super Bowl edition of the Average Sports Guys podcast. Again, yes, sir. this is episode 29. Be sure, be sure, be sure to head over to our website, AverageSportsGuys.com. Yeah. All the links to our social media is there. You can contact us through the website if you'd like. Um, all the podcasts are there. Yeah. Um, again, tell us what you want to hear. Um, if you have specific questions, we'd love to answer them. Yeah. Um, but until then, we will see you guys next week. And yes, we will sir. begin our draft prospects. Let's go. All right. We're out. We out. Do-